This is the Word of God from the household of David Church. It is a message designed to raise men after God's own heart. Listen and be blessed. Ah, you are so good. You are so kind. You are so merciful. You are the king of peace. You are the king of peace. Ah, you are the source of everything good. Lord, we bless your name tonight. Lord, we give you praise. We give you all the glory. Hallelujah. Praise God forevermore. Hallelujah. Praise God forevermore. Hallelujah. You know, I'm not rounding up the worship session. I really mean hallelujah. 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 Praise God forevermore. God is good. His mercy endures forever. Do you believe that tonight? Do you believe that tonight? I want us to celebrate God in the house this evening. Just give him some praise, saints of God. Give him some praise. He's so, 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 so good. Hallelujah. You know, if you look at God, examine God, all you will find is goodness and mercy. I'm telling you, there is no iota of evil with God. He's good and his mercy endures forever. Praise God. Can someone declare that one more time? Lord, you are good. And your mercy endures forever. Praise God forevermore. Can you give God a big, big hand of praise? Hallelujah. Praise God forevermore. All right. Amen. Praise God. How's your day been? Someone said awesome. Praise God. Are you excited to be in service tonight? All right. Praise God. Can you open your Bibles with me to the book of 1 Chronicles chapter 13? We're going to read a portion of the Bible together and we will take our seats. Choir, thank you. I'll need you at the end. Thank you. Thank you, Choir. 1 Chronicles chapter 13. I sincerely want to appreciate God's servant, our man of God, Pastor Shola. And definitely, Pastor Abigail, for this opportunity to share God's word with you. Can we celebrate our man of God and our woman of God? You know, maybe by the time we're done tonight, you will celebrate them a lot better, right? Praise God. Hallelujah. I come very pregnant this evening. And... um, I come as someone sent. You know, the Bible tells us about um, Elijah, Elisha actually. The Bible said, said that at a particular time, Elijah sent a young man on a particular errand. But you know what the Bible tells us later? The Bible says, and when the young man, the prophet, went. Now, he was initially a young man. But when he was sent by a prophet, he became a prophet because he was carrying something from the prophet. 
Amen. So tonight I have been sent. All right, tonight I've been sent by our man of God to do this. So everything present in his life in terms of grace is available here tonight. And I'm very serious. Everything present is available here tonight. First Chronicles chapter 13. I want us to read from verses 1 to the end. It's 14 verses, but I can assure you it's a fantastic read. Are we ready? One, two, let's go. And David consulted with the captains of thousands and hundreds and with every leader. And David said unto all the congregation of Israel, If it seem good unto you, and that it be of the Lord our God, let us send abroad unto our brethren everywhere that are left in all the land of Israel, and with them also to the priests and Levites which are in the cities and suburbs, that they may gather themselves unto us. Verse 3, And let us bring again the ark of our God to us, for we inquired not at it in the days of Saul. And all the congregation said that they would do so. For the thing was right in the eyes of all the people. Verse 5, So David gathered all Israel together from Sheol of Egypt, even unto the entering of Hamath, to bring the ark of God from Kirabjat Jerim. And David went up and all Israel to Bela, and that is to Kiriath Jerim, which belonged to Judah, to bring up thence the ark of God, the Lord, that dwelt between the cherubims, whose name is called on it. Verse 7. And they carried the ark of God in a new cart out of the house of Abinadab. And Uzzah and Ahio drave the cart. Verse 8. And David and all Israel played before God with all their might, and with singing, and with harps, and with sorceries, and with timbrels, and with cymbals, and with trumpets. Verse 9. And when they came onto the threshing floor of Chidon, Uzzah put forth his hand to hold the ark, for the oxen stumbled. And the anger of the Lord was kindled against Uzzah, and he smote him, because he put his hand to the ark. And there he died before God. And David was displeased because the Lord had made a breach upon Uzzah. Wherefore, that place is called Perez Uzzah to this day. And David was afraid of God that day, saying, How shall I bring the ark of God home to me? So David brought not the ark home to himself, to the city of David, but carried it aside into the house of Abedidom, the Gittite. And the ark of God remained with the family of Obedidom in his house three months. And the Lord blessed the house of Obedidom and all that he had. Interesting story, isn't it? Praise the Lord. Can you welcome someone to service this evening and have your seats very, very comfortably? Praise the Lord. You know... When we get born again and we become children of God, we are introduced into a family. The Bible tells us specifically that by one spirit, we've been baptized into one body. Meaning that we become members of the body of Christ. So tonight, I want to talk to us about what, well, I have tied to discerning the Lord's body. We become members of the body of Christ. 
And whilst, what a privilege to become a member of the body of Christ. You know, I believe very strongly that if we understood the import of what we have become, we'll be amazed at the possibilities that we'll be able to release in our lives. You see, becoming a member of the body of Christ means becoming a member of the family of God. And I dare to say that is the greatest family on the face of the earth. When you become a member of the body of Christ, you become a member of a family where anything is possible. And you know, pastor was explaining to us on Sunday. I mean, if you have not heard the messages of Sunday, oh, and if you're watching us online and somehow you've not heard the messages on Sunday, or you're watching for the first time, or you need to listen to the messages. I mean, you know, one of the things that happens in this house is that the word of God increases, right? It's, it's just what happens. It increases, right? So you need to listen to the message. And on Sunday... One of the things pastor was explaining to us when talking about the blood of Jesus, he was talking about covenants. Do we remember? Do we remember? And one of the things he said was that there are about seven types of covenants, right? Not to bore you with all the details and the theology, but the seventh is the new covenant. Now, when God had cut covenant, the Danic covenant, the Noahic covenant, the Davidic, the priestly, all of those covenants, mosaic and all of that, he was cutting this covenant with man. But when he got to the new covenant, he said, you know what? All these other covenants failed. He said, so what would happen is I will cut a covenant with myself and bring some people into the experience. Ah. And after he did that, the Bible tells us very clearly that the new covenant is ratified by the blood of Jesus. Now, you might not understand what that means. <laughs> you know, if you do anything around international law, they will tell you that the president of a country can go to the UN or any international organization or go to another country and have an agreement with that country. And after that agreement has been made, it does not mean that the agreement will be honored 100% in his country. What a democratically elected president would then do is to work on what they call a bill and submit it to the Senate. The Senate will go through the bill and then they would ratify the bill. So that means they would empower the bill to be operational in their jurisdiction. Now that's how it works. Now, when it says that the new covenant is ratified by the blood of Jesus, it means the only thing that can stop the new covenant from being operational in our lives was if the blood was not shed. But bless God, the blood has been shed. So every single thing that Jesus died and resurrected for can become our experience. It becomes our rights. And you see, because of the covenant, and if you understand, and pastor was saying this, you see, when, okay, for example, some years back, I got married to my beautiful wife. Now, when we got married, we said a few things to each other. Now, we got into a covenant with each other. She becomes me, I become her. 
we become one. Then our union has produced children. Now, my son, Josh or Jeremy, are not in covenant with me or her. They see me or her and say, Daddy, Mommy. Why? Because they are family. They've been born by us. Our covenant produced them. Do you understand? Now, the covenant God caught with himself produced us. And that's why we say when you give your life to Christ, we say you become born again. Because there's actually a new birth that happened. Do you understand? Now, when you become born, you become a member of a family. Huh? <laughs> and I say again, that family is the most powerful family on the face of the earth. This family is the wealthiest family on the face of the earth. This family is the strongest family on the face of the earth. If you understand how to tap into the rights that exist in this family, if you were born SS, you can become AA. I mean, if you understand this new family you've bought, you know, pastor has been saying the blood of Jesus is what? Who can remember? Precious blood, PB. So, you see, that is the kind of blood flowing in your vein. You see, you are a right to the life of God. The very same life, not an inferior life, brothers and sisters. The very same life that flows in the vein of God is what flows in your vein. You must understand this. Huh. Science calls it genetics. Oh, genetics also happens in the kingdom. Ah, your chromosomes are divine. I tell you a story. Some years back, gave birth to our first son, wonderful Joshua. And, you know, ah, maybe I'm going ahead of myself. Okay. So one day we noticed that he was having a particular pain on his hand. You know, and his hands were swollen. Interestingly, well, we didn't notice. <laughs> it was Pastor Abby that noticed. Because we just saw that he was crying every night. And so we said, what, what's the issue? I mean, we felt maybe it's malaria or something. But Pastor Abby picked him up and, you know, through the skill of a mother, she said, it's his hand. His hand was swollen. So we took him to the hospital. And immediately the doctor looked at him. The doctor said, ah, okay, let's um, do a few tests. And after they did the test and did all of that, what they knew to do, wonderful people, they came up and said, we are suspecting something. But you know, in a very interesting way, we went home. It was one Easter after service, Sunday service. That evening, Pastor Shola just came to our house. I mean, the truth of the matter is that if Pastor Shola comes to our place 10,000 or 10 billion times, every time is new. We don't treat it as one of those things. So he came to our place that evening. And you know, it was interesting. He said, can I, can I see Joshua? And he said, I want to pray for him. And he prayed. And stayed some very few minutes and left. I think that was one of his shortest visits to our place. So really, he came to pray. He said he was praying in church and just came to do this. And they took Joshua and um, after all the tests, the doctor said, you know what? This boy is actually SS. We said, no. We said, well, we, 
we have our faith in the word of God. They said, don't worry, these things can be managed. And I mean, they were being, doing their work. And I and my wife got into God's word. And there were some revelations that, ah, we started to discover. The Bible tells us <laughs> that our union produces godly seed. If this seed is from God, then it is the life that flows in God that should flow in this child. Ah, we started to study the word. <laughs> Got all manner of revelations. Some that I would not want to bore you with tonight. And lo and behold, at a particular time, he felt so ill because they told us that, well, they could not really test properly at this time, but that from, I mean, a very experienced doctor said, this is what it is. But we kept our faith. We said, pastor has come to pray for this child. He's fine. He's settled. So he fell ill. And while they were treating him, the treatments involved them doing what they call, you know, checking his genital. So they checked. And I suspect what they found amazed them. Because all of what they could see with their optical eyes was pointing to the fact that this guy is this. <laughs> but what they were seeing under their microscope, what we already knew, was diametrically opposed to what they were seeing. So they came back and said, um, sorry, that you guys can't, I mean, actually he's getting a lot better, so he might be able to go home now. But we just want to do one more thing. Can we take his blood sample again? And I said, what for? <laughs> they said, well, we just want to be sure of something. You know, not wanting to <laughs> scare us. That's what they thought. So they took the blood sample again. and went to do all their tests. And they came back. And they said, well, take, this is the result of what we found. I said, the truth is that we cannot explain it. But this is the result of what we found. They had not even told us. <laughs> and we opened up this report. And we saw it there, blue, AA. Now, let me tell you the truth. It was a miracle. Make no mistakes about it. Ah. These are part of the things that happen when you become a member of the family of God. The Lord's body. Now, by virtue of us becoming members of the Lord's body, there is a way that God expects us to behave. Every single family has rules. Every family has ways of behaving. Have you ever experienced where somebody behaved in a particular way and the father of that person said, this, this is not my child. This person is not behaving like us. Have you ever experienced that or heard about that before? It's not you, it happens to you, don't worry. Maybe it's somebody else. <laughs> now, in the story that we read at the beginning, tells us a story about David getting excited about moving the ark of the covenant. And you must understand what the ark meant to the Israelites. This was representative of the presence of God. I mean, this was so important to them. I mean, if, if, if you read the book of Exodus, you understand how Moses revered the ark. So, David 
was on a mission to move and relocate the ark back to where it belonged, the city of David. And he went on this very exciting mission. And the Bible tells us that when he mentioned it to the people, it seemed right in the heights of the people. All the people rejoiced. They danced. They said, wow, that's fantastic. Thank God the ark is coming back. Then David said, you know what? I mean, this is the presence of God. Let's get a new cart. New cart, brand new. Cha-cha, new technology to bring this ark into the presence of God. So they got the ark, put it on the new cart, and Uzzah and his fellow were moving this ark back to the city of David. Then the Bible says that they got to a particular place and the cart stumbled and the ark was about to fall. And oh, Uzzah noticed and said, ah, no, the ark cannot follow. <laughs> Not while uttered under my watch. And the Bible says he put his hand to stop the ark from falling. And it's interesting. The next thing that happened. The Bible says God smote him. <laughs> this guy was trying to help God. But the Bible says God smote him. And David got so scared. And said, ah, ah, no, 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 no. I'm not bringing this ark home. He said, you know what? Let's move it and put it in the ark house of Obedidom. The Bible tells us that when the ark got to the house of Obedidom, stayed there three months. And rather than killing Obedidom and his family, the Bible says they were blessed. That means that things that had never happened in the house of Obedidom began to happen positively. They began to see miracles, possibilities, different things. Then David must have said something was not right. So David went back to find out why would God kill Uzzah. In the book of 1 Chronicles 15, verse 1 and 2, tells us David made of himself. Now, this is the, another attempt to bring the ark. The Bible says David made of himself houses in the city of David and he prepared a place for the ark of God and pitched the tent for it. Then David said, None should carry the ark of God but the Levites. For the Lord chose them to carry the ark of God and to minister to him forever. Verse 13. For because you born it not. Okay, sorry. From verse 12. And said, David was now speaking. He said, You are the heads of the father's house of the Levites. Sanctify yourselves, both you and your brethren, that you may bring up the ark of the Lord, the God of Israel, to the place that are prepared for it. Verse 13 says, For because you bore it not as God the Lord directed. He said, God had made a breach upon us, for that we sought him not after the due order. Ah, meaning that David discovered that the ark of God was to be carried the way God said the ark should have been carried on the shoulders of the Levites no new cart technology carry it the way I said you should carry it follow the due order and you would have blessings meaning that there is something about God and doing things according to how he's commanded they are done there is something about God and doing things according to a due order. You see, I'm sure these are parts of the things that Paul meditated on 
and 1 Corinthians 14, 40. He said, let everything, let all things, nothing excluding, let all things be done decently and with order. You see, in this new family that we have come to be a part of, we do things how God wants them to be done, not how we think it should be done. I'll say that again. In this new family, we do things how God said they should be done, not how we think they should be done. You see, these were parts of the things that Moses meditated so much on. And in the book of Exodus chapter 33, from verse 12, can we open there? Exodus 33 verse 12. The Bible says that Moses began to think. He said, and Moses said unto the Lord, See, thou sayest unto me, bring up these people. And thou hast not let me know whom thou will send with me. Yet thou hast said, I know thee by name, and thou hast found grace in my sight. Next verse. Now therefore I pray thee, if I have found grace in thy sight, show me now thy way, that I may know thee, that I might find grace. Isn't this interesting? If I have found grace, show me your way, so that I will find grace. I was talking about two different things. <laughs> find grace in thy sight, and consider that this nation is thy people. Moses said, show me now. This was one of Moses' most powerful prayers. Show me now thy way. Then, are we then surprised when the book of Psalms 103 verse 7 says, He made known his ways to Moses and his acts to the children of Israel. Meaning that it is the person who understands the ways of God that commands the acts of God. Do not seek the acts of God. Seek the ways of God because the ways of God will lead you to the acts of God. He said he had made known his ways unto Moses. You, you could see Moses asking, show me now thy way if I have found grace. And then he says, if I have found, if I, show me now thy way that I might find grace. Why? Because the understanding of how God does things exposes you to different dimensions of grace. And I can tell you something, brethren. In the presence of grace, impossibilities bow. There are no impossibilities in the presence of grace. You know, the Bible says in the book of Zechariah chapter 6, he says, verse 4 rather, chapter 4 rather, he says that who are that mountain that standeth before Zerubbabel? He says today that shall be made a plain. He says with shoutings of what? Grace. Grace. Because grace creates possibilities. Now listen to me this evening. I, I mean, the key thought that I want to share with us is this. When you become a member of the body of Christ, one of the things that God is going to do to you is that he's going to lead you to a, fa a local family. A church, we call it. Do not be deceived by all those people who say that I'm a Christian. I practice my own Christian in the house. I don't do all these church things. That person is being deceived. When the devil wants to deal with you, the first thing he does is that he separates you. So that when he's done with you, I mean, nobody will come to your aid. So that's always the way the devil works. <laughs> when God wants to bless and improve your life, the first thing he does is that he brings you into a family. <laughs> You become a member of a local church, a family. And in that family, God exposes you to grace. Uh, 
He exposes you to grace. And you see, you must understand that grace and peace are Siamese twins. Grace and peace are Siamese twins. They always go together. Because when grace is operating in a man's life, what you would see is peace. Nothing missing, nothing broken. When grace is operating in a person's life, what you will see and what the world will see is peace. Nothing missing, nothing broken. Completeness, wholeness. The person looks around, family is fine, health is fine, finance is fine, everything is fine, job is fine. When the travel throws a dart, it just falls off as if nothing is happening. Protection is there. Peace. That's what you see. But you see, grace would go together with peace. And you see, one of the blessings of bringing us into a local church is to connect us with grace. If you believe that God has led you to the household of David, either directly or indirectly, I want to tell you, the reason God has done that, orchestrated your steps, is not accidental. Is to expose you to a certain grace. And listen to me, immediately God's servant declared by the inspiration of the Holy Ghost that this year is our year of peace. I knew something was going to happen. I knew that the grace of God upon his life was going to multiply because it is <laughs> our peace is connected with the alignment with a particular grace. Are you hearing me, saints? You see, a lot of church people do not know what I'm telling you. When God wants to release a person into a new dimension of life, a new realm of possibility, he brings that person in contact with a servant of his sent from heaven. And you see, the prosperity of the saints is in the mouth of the prophet. The Bible says in 2 Chronicles 20, 20, I mean, Jehoshaphat, after he had done all he could, he stood and prophetically looked at the people and said, listen, no, listen. He said, believe in the Lord your God and you shall be established. Meaning if what you want is establishment, believe in God. He said, but if what you want is prosperity, uh, he says, believe his prophets. You, I mean, you cannot disbelieve the prophet and experience prosperity, sir. Can you put that verse up? Second Chronicles 20, 20. You see, this is part of the order of God. The way God works. <laughs> How does God channel prosperity to his people? How does God channel peace to his people? He says, believe in the Lord your God, so ye shall be established. He said, but what if what you want is the prosperity of your life? He says, believe in his prophets. Oh, what a revelation that a lot of people this day. I'm talking about the kind of prosperity that added no sorrow. I'm talking about the kind of prosperity that progresses you. So you would say this is a quantum leap. You see, every single day that we come for service, every single encounter, you see, and, and you see, oh, you see, tonight, I mean, I wish I came to share one massive revelation that was mine, but that's not my message. No, 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 no. 
I came tonight, this was what God placed in my heart. To share with us how to properly understand the workings of God in the Lord's body. Lots of faces, but this one is a critical one. Remember some months back, years back now actually, I was itching and I, I knew it was time to move and change jobs. And I and my wife had started praying. January that year, we had prayed, declared the kind of salary I wanted. <laughs> Everything we had declared, we wrote it down somewhere. I wrote something, put it on our wardrobe, and we were declaring and confessing. And you see, it was my birthday, and we had this conference just some few days to the, my birthday. And it, as a matter of fact, the Sunday, my birthday was third, Sunday was third, and that day, the one dear man of God, wonderful man that we respect and honor so much, came around and ministered God's word powerfully, prayed for people, lots of things happened. Now, sorry, my birthday was on Monday. The conference finished on Sunday, second. So, and that evening we had the opportunity to sit with this same man of God, ourselves honored to be with pastor, lots of doors is open for us. And we sat down, talked and talked. And I think we left there around 11, thereabouts. And the next day was my birthday. And somehow was honored to receive a call from pastor that day. And so pastor said, ah, you didn't tell us that, yes, I mean, today was going to be your birthday. I would have told this wonderful man of God to pray for you yesterday. I said, no. <laughs> no. I said, I'm not telling any man of God to pray for me. You are my pastor. It is your own prayer I covet. And he kept quiet for a while. And he said, what do you want? <laughs> I said, blank check for me, prophet. Oh, God. I said, I want to change my job. <laughs> and he said, okay, it is done. And you know, pastor does not shout said it as quite, you see, a general, whether a general shouts or a general whispers, a general is a general. So he just said it. He said, it is done. And I said, amen. I was training a particular client somewhere in VI. I shut down my laptop. After that, received that word. Went back to my laptop. Opened my laptop. First email, brah, from a particular organization. I said, wow, okay. I said, are you interested in working with us? responded yes i thought it was a scam i said ah is this thing working this fast said no yeah yeah sure i'm interested send us your cv said okay said ah i might need to pimp my cv up i said no god's prophet has spoken over my life i sent the cv next email but one day can you come for an interview on so so day i said ah why not in a very interesting went for the first interview ah went for the second interview ah third interview just in about, this was September 3rd. About September 14th or 15th, got a call. Said, you know what? We have decided to hire you. That we're going to send you your offer letter. Said, but I must tell you this. The person who was telling me, wonderful lady, she said, I must tell you this. We were actually interviewing you for a lower role. But after all the interviews, the MD insisted that this person should not be given that lower role. Make, put, give him the higher role. Now, when my letter came, 
it was exactly what I and my wife had said in January. Three times what I was currently earning. How did I get the job? It was delivered prophetically through God's servant. I'm trying to help us to understand that every time, directly or indirectly, like he has sent me tonight. Of course, he didn't tell me, go and preach this message. No, he just said, you'll be ministering today. Anything I say carries more weight than any grace I personally have. His grace is back of it. And God is back of him. So it must happen. So when I say you are going to experience possibilities, you better believe it all. I am telling you, you see, there is something about how God works. <laughs> Just align with how God works in our family. And you would experience all the possibilities available. <sighs> I'm telling you, putting things in order. Let no man deceive you and say that it doesn't matter. You see, listen, listen, listen. I think this is something very important I must say. Yes, we are all children of God. But God called us to different things. But you see, when it comes to servants of God, what the Bible tells us is that he gave gifts unto men. Do you, I don't know if you get what I'm saying. He, so, there are gifts. And you see, very truthfully, it is beyond their weaknesses. So that is why regardless of what a pastor does outside, we are so fortunate and blessed to have a pastor that is fantastic. No matter what you hear about a pastor outside, that is why our culture in this church is not to join them in talking against them, talking against who are they, what. It is not how we behave here. You know why? Because, see, God can anoint a goat and send the goat. The goat can be misbehaving, but God will honor the words of that goat when it comes to his anointing. You must understand how God works. So it is none of your business what is happening. They said he did this, that. It's none of your business. See, you must understand that when God sends the gifts of his servants to us, he's sending grace to us. You see, servants of God represent graces in the realm of the spirit. You must understand that. Remember I said grace creates possibilities. So, I mean, there are some issues that you have been thinking about, running about from one pillar to post, meditating, sorry, worrying, worrying about and thinking and thinking, how can this thing be solved? Ah, saints of the Most High, just align with the grace in the, on the life of our man of God. I'm telling you, the kinds of testimonies, you know, we've become a lot more deliberate as a church about sharing some of these testimonies because they would help our faith. But I can assure you, I mean, I have, I have known this man for close to 20 years, amazingly. And I can tell you one thing. There is a grace upon his life. I'm telling you. There is a grace for growth. There is a grace for increase. There is a grace for ease. You just need to align. And you just see it happening in your life. 
And how do you align? It is not by running around him and all of that. No, 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 no. It is by, you see, every, when he's declaring words, you think that pastor closes the service because he feels like just coming to see you and say hi to you. When he's closing the service, all those words he's saying are words filled with power. You see, God is back of those words. God is committed. The Bible says that he ensures that the words of his servants do not fall to the ground. That is the way God works. You cannot create your own new cart. I'm telling you, just stick to how God works and you would experience the blessings and the possibilities that exist in his, our kingdom. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. And one thing I must tell you as I close is that the word of God is never old. Ah, never old. Ah, you see, the word of God is eternal. Do you understand? You can pick a tape that was preached 15 years ago and receive a miracle today. The word of God is never old. So there is no single word that you should not value. Ah, don't become too familiar with the anointing. You see it every day. You hear it every day. Never become too familiar with the anointing. Never become too familiar. Familiarity is the grave the devil digs for people when he wants to bury them. Don't become too familiar with the anointing. Make sure that you align with the anointing. Ah, align with the anointing. Align with God's grace in this house. Don't let the devil lead you out. <laughs> Align with the grace. You see, this is the right years ago when we were at um, um, what's the name of this place? Triangle. If you if you don't know Triangle, it shows how far away I go. It was but Triangle, small entry, um, small place, paying four thousand naira for service to use the place. I mean, right from then, God's servant had been declaring these things that we are seeing today. Those of us who've known him that long, we would know. And there are things he's declaring. You see, the reason why I'm so sure those things are going to happen is because I, we've seen this one happen now. <laughs> I'm telling you. Ah. No matter what it is that is present in your life, maybe a worry, something you are bothered about. There is someone here. It's not even you. It's your mother has a particular sickness and you've been believing God for your mother by virtue of God's grace that is present here tonight we declare healed in the name of Jesus it has to do with her stomach she's healed in the precious name of Jesus there is someone there is someone here it's your leg can we rise up on our face please Someone hurts your leg. You feel this very sharp pain. Uh, maybe you've gone to the doctors and I, they said something about blood clotting. I want you to understand that the balm of Gilead is here. It's healing that leg absolutely. Fully. There's somebody who's watching online. Online. I can see you. I see you wearing something like a neck brace. You are not even in Nigeria. 
and you're actually watching from the hospital. I can see you on the bed. You're wearing a white cloth with dots on it. And you are believing God for healing. You've been praying to God and you stumbled on this service. Father, in the name of Jesus, touch your daughter. In the precious name of Jesus, from her head to her toe, Lord, let there be a testimony. Do the things that only you can do. In the precious name of Jesus, you are believing God for a job. You know, by virtue of what I do, I'm a HR consultant. Aside from all these things I do, I was telling Pastor Maureen, I said, I've discovered something. I'm not saying you shouldn't come to me for the other thing, but I'm, I'm just saying that I've discovered that anybody who came to talk to me about getting a job, and they came not because they knew I was an HR consultant, but came because maybe they knew I was a pastor. And I prayed for them, they got it. So why I said that is to say this. There are people here, about two or three of you are in this service, and there are some people watching us online. And you know, the Bible says what he says to one, he says to all. So you can just key in. You're believing God to change your job. You see, I, I, I tap into that grace when pastor called me that day and said, it is done. I tap into that same grace and I say, Father, in the name of Jesus, for all of your people believing for jobs, supernatural jobs, Lord, I tap into that grace, echoing the words of your servant and say, it is done done in the name of Jesus oh you come back with a testimony I mean in case I, I, mean, I hear very clearly for some of you the way it was it was a desire I mean this kind of salary you wanted to earn it's just something you've been thinking about and you've been telling yourself oh, is it possible ah. I stand as someone who is a recipient of that grace so I say it is done and it will be that salary you will get in the name of Jesus can you just lift your hands toward heaven and bless the name of the Lord tonight you unravel me with a melody you surround me with a song of deliverance from my Till all my fears are gone Say I'm no longer I'm no longer a slave to fear I am I am a child of God Sing I'm no longer I'm no longer a slave to fear Oh, I am a child have chosen me love has called my name 
part of our broadcast you know we never like to end without giving you an opportunity to make jesus christ the lord of your life coming into christ is beyond joining a church is beyond a religion it is joining god's family and that is done when you believe in christ jesus so i just want to lead you right away now if you are if you want to give your heart to christ just say after me say lord jesus i believe that you died and rose again and that you paid for my sins I accept you as my Lord and my Savior, and from today I belong to you. If you have said those words, will be late, you are born again, you are part of God's family right now. 
We thank God and rejoice about it. God bless you.